Hi everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Barry. Hey everyone, I'm Annalisa. And this is CSI Talk. Happy 2022. Yeah, we're still in 2021, but we're pre-recording everything because we are organized, not <laughs> as we wanted to be. Yeah. Um, so we hope you have a great year ahead of ahead of you, ahead of us. There's great things coming on our podcast way. We've got a lot of things planned for this year. Also, if you can, go watch Paula Newsom on the new Spider-Man movie. She's amazing on it. Oh, brilliant, as usual, to no surprise just, from us. You know, just usual, you know. As of this just moment, Paula being know, Paula. As of this moment, I know nothing. Yeah, no, I... I We're being good. We don't... We, Brie knows nothing. All Brie knows yeah. is that Paula is in the movie. And I mean, some of the guest stars. We didn't I mean, do that, though. That was all Brie. And, well, one of them was Twitter. I didn't even try to look for one of them, and that one was just spoiled through Twitter. Well, so second season confirmed. We've got it. It's coming to us. It's happening, baby. It's happening. Happening probably only on the second semester of 2022. Fall 2022. You know, we can expect a fall yeah. 2022, more than likely. Although it hasn't been said or, like, confirmed yet if they're staying on CBS or if they're making the jump to Paramount, which they've done before where they'll, they've, they'll renew shows. We, we know we have a renewal yet, but we don't know for certain if we're coming right back to CBS or if we're making fingers crossed the jump over to paramount plus yet i only say that because i know cbs has a track record they've already done it with two shows already where they they'll start production on those shows and then they'll turn around and be like oh hey by the way guys you're making the jump to paramount now so there's still a chance that we could be getting that next season which would be fun i mean regardless of what which is gonna be we're gonna keep watching it if i have to i'm going to be making the freaking sacrifice of staying up late and watching it and probably getting late to my classes the next day but you know and if it's on Paramount Plus, it probably is going to be on. Well, actually, if it's like the good fight, it will be on like 11 o'clock my time. And then on Tuesday night or the night before it comes on. Because it gets uh, on. Because it... Um, so today to kick off the new year, we're going to be breaking down and reviewing season one of CSI Vegas. So we're going to go from the characters and their storyline. For what three you're saying? I, th- I think this episode actually will be right before the New Year's. I mean, either way, whatever we're... Yeah, way. it's, yeah, this episode will be I mean, on the if 28th. we're coming out, if we're coming out, it's still in 2021, and it's almost New Year's, Happy New Year, you know, it's the holidays. So, we're gonna be breaking down season one of CSI Vegas, and also, first, we're going to, from the new characters to the characters that we already know, and their arc on the whole series, this series, not the original run. So, we're gonna, we're gonna begin with... One of our CSI queens, Dr. Maxine Ruby. <sighs> Amazing. When it was announced, she was going to be a geneticist. I already liked her because I do, as normal, normal Osborne said, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. I really enjoy genetics. So I was like, oh my God, there is, there is like this possibility of this character being so great. They did her brilliant. And Paul and Yusum, Blaine, Blaine is all. 
as usual, right? What are your guys' thoughts on her? I mean, where do I even begin with my love for Max? Yeah. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to repeat what I said back whenever we talked about the, the premiere episode. And that is how shocked I was with, one, how well established Max was as a character. And just how great of a performance Paula was giving. That the audience, like us as the audience, we just felt connected with her from the second she was on screen. Like from the second she was on screen, I was like, oh, oh, I know this person. I know this person and I want and I want to get to know this person even more, you know, and that that's something that's so rarely done on anywhere, like on TV, in movies, but especially on TV, where immediately like that screen presence is there and you're already like from from that first entrance when she's on the phone to, to her getting ready to go to the crime. I think what really got me is her taking that deep breath in the car, like turning work mode on and like getting ready to get out of the car and then just taking that first step out and going into the crime scene. Oh, so just brilliantly done. It was amazing. And then obviously, you know, watching her interacting with all the other CSIs and then later when she sees and meets Sarah for the first time, you're just like, oh, this is my new favorite person. Cool. Like, you just know that immediately. So yeah, that was, that was what did it with me. And obviously throughout the season too, she just really proved more and like week after week, we didn't get much of her from the first few episodes because it was, you know, it had, it had the show had a lot of work it had to do, which, you know, we'll talk about if, whether or not it did that well by the end of the season. But it, it was still like just enough max where I was like still feeling really connected with who this person was. So yeah, that was my thoughts on her. She What about is, you, Brie? She is amazing. She's a great CSI, a great geneticist. And come on, she can say she she was complaining in the interviews that she cannot say phenophailing. And how she just buzzed to that so easily in the episode she said it. Ah. And how she is with her son. She was, when he wanted to become walking the casino, she was kind of like, should I let him? And then she really did. And that was actually much more than some other parents in the show did. Like, not even just Catherine, but even DB's kids. All, anybody who had kids. Just add something real quick. Yeah. Oh, I knew someone was live the pride when she said that word. And <laughs> she managed to say that. <laughs> yeah. Paul Newsom is a fatam, amazing actress. I can't wait to see her. Like, I watched when, right before CSI came back, I watched on her few episodes of Parenthood. She is an amazing actress. I love Max, who would do anything for her, for her crew. Anything. I think she, like, she even would commit crimes for Sarah. Oh, yes. We're, we're going to touch down on Sarah and Max relationship. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what also... I like about her is that we wanted a strong female leader leading the team. We've wanted this for so long and we finally got it with her. I mean, besides the point that TV writers and writers in general, we all, they all have to understand that we don't want women against women. We want sisterhood. We want them to be together and we've already touched it on it. On this topic, I think, why did the friendship between Sarah and Max work so well when Catherine and Sarah didn't? But that's, for me, that's because it's literally different times. When CSI first aired, that's what people thought everybody was going to like. Female against female, like, no, that's that's not how you do Paula, if you're listening to this. But I don't know, I have no idea, but if you are, you gave us what you we wanted. We wanted someone who could lead 
the Las Vegas Crime Lab. And you fed us so well. You served. You served. That's what you did. Game, um, set, match. Exactly. I, I started liking Max. The minute she walks in screen. And I was like, oh, yep, that's my new face. I think with me was when we saw her in the promos. Should we go to our next uh, person? Sorry. Yeah, we're gonna go to Josh now. I'm gonna be quite honest with you all. I absolutely adore Josh. I love him, okay? But at the first episode, he gave too much Warwick vibes. I was like, I'm not into this Josh guy. And then I started liking him in episode two. And I was like, you know what? Love him. Gonna protect him at all costs. He's a, I think he's a great mix of Dick, Warwick, Greg, and Sarah. I think I see what you're saying, though, about him yeah. in that first episode, because it felt a little too much like they were just, oh, jeez, sorry, guys. It, it was a little too much like they were pulling from everybody else that we knew and loved, and it took a while yeah. for him to really separate himself. Yeah. So, of course, I like, I, as everybody knows, I liked all the characters from the get-go. But that's just me and basically all CSIS shows. I like basically every character, except for maybe three from the whole franchise. So it takes a lot for me not to like a character. But I gotta say, one of my theories about Josh was wrong. He was Wait. not married. Yeah, I thought he was going to be married, but he's not. He <laughs> was He was pining so much after Allie. You know, yeah, I think we all thought he was married, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think there is a there is a story between him and Ellie, and we don't know that yet. But I ho we hope that it's going to be I have, it's going like, to be brought up on season uh, season two. The pine the whole pining situation. I'll 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 bring that up again whenever we talk about our like overall thoughts on the season. But I'll say for now, I feel like you guys can agree or disagree with me, but it could have been handled better. Yeah, it could have. And also, I I like were, it, it yeah. could have been handled better. Josh you know what I think they're doing? I think they're trying to use the same GSR formula. Because mm, I don't know. And, like, not the same formula. Like, obviously, obviously, Josh and Allie didn't, didn't meet in a forensic academy yeah, conference, as long as we know. I, I mean, as far as we know. But I think there's definitely something. I think something happened to Allie because we see it on some episodes that is how she's shaken up after going after a suspect and how she draws her weapon and then Josh is like you've never done that before you've never run after a suspect that's not what we do we are the scientists you know I think something something happened to her and Josh helped her and there's like this whole relationship between them it seems to me that he the Josh and Ellie they have they definitely have a past they have a story that we don't know about. And Josh wanted to risk his job to be with Allie and but Allie didn't want it. Because I mean I can see from I can see where she she's coming from. I mean she she came from all the way from India to to go to America, you know, to to do what she loves. I mean I can see where she's coming from because she had to fly a lot to get where she's at. 
and she doesn't want to risk everything. I mean, as far as we know, we don't know if that's that's the case or not. We don't have season two yet. But I think I think Josh is a great character. I think he's a great mixture between between Greg, Nick, Warwick, and Sarah. It's like he has all the best parts of each of these characters. He's also a jack of all trades. Yeah, which is which is actually really great. Except for one area. And that is in the morgue. That's the one area he kind of struggled in. And that's, I think his specialty and Ellie's specialty is they, I mean, they complement each other because there's stuff that Ellie cannot do that he can, and there's stuff that he cannot do, like the more, the more things that he cannot understand, but she does. I think they complement each other. I'm like thinking while you guys are talking, I'm like trying to figure out. So I'm like, I, while I like the idea of like, yes, he was a good mixture or he is a good mixture of all the other characters. I like you got, you said that and I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, and obviously like Matt brought his own thing to it, which was cool to see, you know, a little bit of that, like <laughs> a little bit of that, like cool guy that was also the nerd, you know what I mean? In school. Yeah. Where like, there were some of the other CSIs where you were kind of like, oh, you guys were clearly loners in school. But like with, with Matt, you're a little bit like, oh, you were, you were the cool guy who also like just did really good in school and like loved science. But also had the I feel like. I I, I want to know more about his, like, backstory. One, I just love backstory for characters as it is. But I really, I'm intrigued by what we have learned so far. And we've learned a lot, especially when you compare it to how little we knew about the characters on the original show and how long it yeah. took us for you, for us to find out even, like, the minute details of their life before they yeah, became CSI or it's why. Because way, yeah, it's because but, the way of storytelling, it, it has changed where the original mm-hmm. run was kind of like a slow born, a slow born thing. We well, yeah, and then home. there was, it, it was that, and it was, they had their, like, cardinal rule of, like, we don't go home with the CSIs for so long that it kind of, we get why they did that. Yeah, it's a blessing it just, and a curse at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah, because at the same time, we just didn't get to know much about everybody, which, I mean, it's not like it hurt the show. Like, I can go back and watch those first few seasons of the show. And I can enjoy those episodes, but I, I have to say that it, it's it's always something a little bit more satisfying when you when you can figure out like why a certain character is reacting that way yeah. in this episode or towards this case, and then you're like, oh, okay, this is like tied into like something that happened to them, or like this is how they became who they are, and you're like, okay, okay, this makes sense. It makes you connect just a little bit more, and and we did get to see that with with Josh, and it was and with and with pretty much everybody, um, which maybe that's why it felt weird too, like we were <laughs> seeing that because yeah, we're not somehow, used to seeing that weird. on this kind of show CSI, yeah yeah but, like csi is not the show that i'm going to go to for like amazing backstory <laughs> i'm going to get in any other show I- i'm going to come to csi for my murders and my science and my little nerds but mm-hmm. like us just like them just like blatantly throwing out like random pieces of information about their lives you're like oh yeah i got a baloney and a sweet ex-husband out of it yeah you're like oh. by the way oh we didn't mention this we talked about max I can't wait to meet her ex-husband. I have, like, lists of people who I think it should be, like, if we're lucky, if we can get them. I'm so excited. Yeah. And we know quite a lot about Josh, don't we? Like, he's, he's an underdog. I mean, he, he had a rough life to get where he's at. His mom had some health problem, and his, his family went through financial difficulties, and his- also... He wanted to be a vet, a vet as well, his, yeah. And his family was also part of a crime syndicate. Yeah, and also he's been kidnapped. Like, there's, I mean, Jason... Well, I don't know if he's been like kidnapped. Her. I I, I think he just had a really abusive childhood, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just threw him in the back of a car. Like, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that was the thing that happened. 
Jason Tracy, Anthony Zaker, whoever works in the show, that there's plenty of ground here for you to make a relationship, build a bet, like build a relationship between Sierra and Josh. There's like so many things here you can talk about. Oh, and even notice how I didn't bring that up because I don't even want to get started on that because there's such a great opportunity for a great relationship between those two. If yeah. we get to see them, like if we get to see if we get to see more of Sarah next season, I want more of that. Like I want. I will say this now too. We can talk about this later. At the very end, I would really like to see everybody's dream pairings for next season. So, like, if we get a second, what well, we getting a second season? But if we can get Georgia back for the next season, what are y'all's dream like? Like pairings? Like, I want to see more Sarah and Josh. But yeah, me too. There's I some other love... pairings that I want to see too. Because we had love... some. We had obviously, obviously for reasons this this year, we had a lot of just Josh and Allie, and then and Grissom and everybody else. Grissom and Sarah. <laughs> well, like everybody like else. Then, of the yeah. time. I would like to we see get Sarah why they with did that. everybody. Yeah, or like, yeah, exactly. Or like, Sarah with like, everybody. Like, I want, like, if those, let's say there's 20 episodes, which I don't see happening, I want one episode with Sarah working with Max, one episode with, with Josh, one episode with Allie, one episode with Penny, and one episode you with You know Chris. what I want? I, I want, want Hugo to get out of the morgue and go upstairs and just be with the team. Yes. But let's go, let's go to... Let's go to Ellie before we lose the track of thought here. I liked Ellie right off the bat. Like, she seemed like, I want to be her friend. I really want to be her friend. Like, I identify, I, I identify myself with her because she struggled to get where she is, to, to you know, work and do, do what she loves. So, and I think that she's, she, she's a very strong character, very powerful one as well. Something happened to her, as I mentioned before. We don't know what it was, but I think Max and Josh, Max and Josh were there for her, which is absolutely great because we have this little CSI family, you know, built in the lab, and it's just—it's amazing. I mean, Mandy, she she walked in the first scene. She she was killing it. I mean, she wasn't understanding why Sarah why Sarah left everything because of Grissom, which is. Which is understandable, and it's also totally understandable. And also, but, did not know who Brass was, and her first, her first line was, "Is this is this oh, going mean, to be like what?" And I loved how how there's kind of like this generational thing because Sarah left the lab because of because of how man she loves, but but Allie, she didn't understand that or like, oh, she fought a lot to get where she is where she wanted to be. Why would she give up to be with just a guy? You know. It's understandable. Like I would think the same thing if I was in the, in her shoes. I mean, like this woman got to the highest place you could get in this lab, and she just left everything for a man. Yeah. I really thought we were gonna see more of that. By the way. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think it's just you know it's season one, so I don't think we should be so disappointed with some things that we didn't get because they were shooting during a pandemic there wasn't a lot they could do and also season one it's you know it's kind of what is gonna decide if it's going to if the show is gonna be taken off or or you know if it's gonna go to season two and all that it has to establish new characters while at the same time, doing justice to the original characters. So there was a lot to be done in just 10 episodes. And I think they've done it really good. They've done a really good job. Let's see. Uh, Allie, I... Let me see. Where do I begin? 
I, uh, I have questions about some of the things that they were trying to do with her character. It was a little bit aggravating, the whole, like, her not understanding pop culture references. Some of them, yeah, that made sense. It was cool, fine, whatever. It was a little weird that there were so many that they felt that they needed to keep bringing up where I was kind of like, well, some of these I feel like an adult human should know or at least one that's like lived in the country for as long as she has and they've 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 mentioned that she's basically been here for a lot longer than she intended so she's been here you know living in the u.s for a while and even before then was you know either she either went to school in the uk or went to a school that was run by people who worked in the uk you know what i mean like a uk well yeah it would have made sense yeah they, she would have gone to like a british boarding school or like would have gone to a british like school in india or something like that so you're like okay like Things would have been talked about about pop culture, but you know. But I digress. That 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 one mistake notwithstanding, I still don't know how I feel about her, even after ten episodes. Like I, it's not like I don't like her, but I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've connected with her like I did with Max and Hugo and a few other characters. I feel like I really got to see more of her in season two, I guess, just to kind of see where they take her character. Just because I feel like too much of her character, or at least the motivations for her character were a little aggravating because to me they all felt like weird studio notes like weird like well make her be the one that does this and can we have a character that does that and this that and the other and so i don't know it was... that's all i'm gonna say on her. <laughs> i'm gonna you save know, the rest for my actual review for me for the lack of pop culture stuff so i know some people who don't know so much about pop culture because they were only into books as kids and that's what she seemed to be like she was only a book kid and these are people who are in their early to mid-20s who don't know outside of like Harry Potter and Doctor Who. They and maybe a few video games. That's like how. But back to my personal things about Ali, I I did connect. I did really like her from the beginning of how she was so shocked to be asked to move in with her boyfriend. Who we could tell that she did not really want to, but she still did for appearances. I think, which happens. And how she was so oblivious to Josh's feelings. Honestly, like Sarah's reference about, oh, a doubting Tom and whatever the other word she used, and how Allie was the doubting Tom and how Josh was the believing person who believed it, the best in people, which you expected to be the other way around with how Josh was raised. You you would expect him to be someone who would be doubting everything more. Allie was a great person. Yes, she could have had a more rounded character with having. Maybe just one or two things outside of books to know about. I think this not getting pop culture references is a character trait, actually. She might have been a loner who... She might have been a loner, that's, that's all. I mean, she seems like. I think I think she is kind of like Grissom. Because Grissom wouldn't understand pop culture references in the original run. Wouldn't understand that now, so I think that's the same thing with with Mally. So now uh, they have one of the youngest characters, like one of the oldest characters from the original run. Yeah. Now that's an uh, interesting take on it. Yeah. Because right. Ali is among the youngest three, and Grissom was among the oldest three in the original one. Yeah. You know, I didn't really thought about that before this. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's why we think that Josh and I mean Allie and Grissom would have had a good relationship because I mean 
right off the bat, after, like, I saw, like, three episodes of CSI Vegas, I was like, Ellie seems too much like Grissom. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say how kind of mad I am that we never really got to see them working together. So, let's talk about our favorites in the Monroe. Literally got this in the Monroe Awards in CSI Vegas. That is Dr. Hugo Ramirez. Don't we love him? We do. We love him. I love That's him. My boy. Dr. Robbins himself trained him. Which, with other things we learned eventually on, it was like, he was kind of a corner in New York. He talked about being a corner in New York. That means... Yes, so what, what does that mean? Does it mean that the corner from New York trained him? Yeah, he should have. Ah, that's wrong now. That means, so he, that means he knows Sid. Oh, I feel like him, that makes yeah. sense, because I feel like him and Sid have a lot of things in common. Yeah, and at I, least personality-wise. I mean, I'm kind of upset that we only got to hear from him only in that episode that the pipe, the pipe cleaner. I, I'm kind of bummed that we only got to see m- more of him from that episode and then the episode 9, you know, hear some of his backstory about how he moved to Vegas because of his wife, which is the same thing with Sarah. She only moved to Las Vegas because of Grissom, you know. You know, there's a lot of ground here, you know, writers, uh, producers, creators who are listening to this. There's a lot of ground here for you to establish like, a relationship between Sarah and Hugo. Okay, so and, and how well lot. they hit it off in the very beginning. Like, they hit it off so well from their, like, first scene together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then she, she was like, oh, Dr. Robbins would be proud, and I, I just love that. Did she, yeah, like, he's not dead, you know, he's just retired. And that, that reminded me when Robbins... You know, that was such a relief. That was such a relief. Yeah, because <laughs> Robbins even said in the Rosemarina CSI around the time Grissom left, I'm never going to retire. I, I feel like the morgue in, in Las Vegas is in good hands with with Hugo. He's, he's, he's like a weirdo. Okay, but, but but who's dying to meet his wife? I'm dying I to meet know. his wife. A fire oh, breather. Oh, me too. Me too. She's a fire dancer. I'm like, yeah, she's That's a fire so breather. Like, cool. like, I, I want to meet his wife so badly. And she's I want to so cool because she, she does that thing with yeah. fire. I want to really play her. Like, you wanted who to play her? Somebody who either has, like, somebody has reddish hair. Oh, that would See, be See, I kind of want, I, I kind of want the actress that plays her to be the most unassuming person. <laughs> like, I kind of want this person to just look like any person off the street. And then we're going to be like, oh, that's my wife, yeah. She eats fire on the weekends. We already spoke a lot about GSR, but before we get into GSR, we're going to talk about Max and Sarah's relationship for, for a little moment right here, because... We love that. You know, they were besties right off the bat. They were just best friends. Like, literally, Max looks at her and she was like, you're my best friend now. And Sarah's like, and you're my best friends now. Like, have you ever seen that Barbie video? Like, you're just like you. and <laughs> Just like me, like. Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite Barbie movie. I still have the the like this this bag from the movie that I made my dad get it for me. I absolutely love that bag. And that's that's like that's literally how Sarah's and Max relationship started. Like, it's just so good to see how they bonded very well because Max is just telling Sarah, like, how more than nice the lab is. 
and then start, and then start like, oh, okay, but Cody just still takes a few days, right? <laughs> and I love how how Sarah talks to Max about her relationship with Grissom, and Max totally understands everything. So and I'm Max, sure... and Max, whenever Sarah's around, she fuses references to Sarah to Grissom as your husband. And I absolutely love like on episode two, they get to the crime scene. And then Max's wife holds his holds Grissom's hand, and she's like, "Gotta tell you, love your wife." And he's like, "Ah, me too." And Sarah's like, "Yo, okay, you're buttering us up." I mean, everyone loves Sarah, right? And if you don't love Sarah, what can I say? <laughs> you know what? You know what's really really fun to think about is that that's another great thing about this iteration of you know CSI that now we've come. We've come to a point now where Sarah as a character can come into this world and into this universe and everybody just loves her. Yeah. Which is such a just twist. Uh, not twist, but it's such a like juxtaposition of like what it was like in the original. <laughs> it was quite the opposite. But now yeah, like as a character and as a person, she's grown and you know, with age and time, you know what I mean? <laughs> we just adapt and we evolve. And now to know but that everyone remembers exactly. her. I mean, probably because she's, she's, she's well, I mean, I, I'd like to think that being out in the boat with her husband has kind of helped mellow her a little bit. But I like the idea that, like, now she can just show up for a few hours, essentially, and people are like, oh, my God, we love her. Like, they're, you know what I mean? Like, Max is, like you said, Max is like, I have to tell you, I love your wife. And you're just like, this is the same person? How is this the same person who, like, 20 years ago when they first came onto the show, nobody in the room could say that about her? <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's like, oh no, Sarah, we love her. Hugo, the moment he meets her, he's like, hey, you're my friend, basically. I just really love that. Yeah. And Sarah was Sarah's now basically the same age as Grissom was when the show began. Yeah. I, I think she just has a legacy now as like the person who was given the keys to the kingdom and like left. Like this great CSI. Because I'm I'm thinking, okay, we would all like like the drama, I guess of everyone knowing her as like the person who dated their boss and married their boss the person who was kidnapped by a serial killer things like that but i think in reality when you think of people's like memories they don't have very good memories so they're really just thinking back to like six years ago and that's it like oh yeah six years ago like oh she was supposed to run the lab and then she left and Catherine took over and then max took over you, like you know what i mean so we're forgetting Hodges. about something yeah because hodges was still working in the lab yeah. so hodges gossiped with chris oh, yeah. she gossiped with ali I just, I, 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 you know what I like to think too? Having now seen 2021 Hodges, I don't know if he was talking about everyone as much as we think he was. I think he was specifically talking about Grissom and Sarah because of Sarah leaving the lab right after they gave her the keys. I can see that. Like, I can see it happening right after. But I feel like eventually, whenever he does meet Emma, like, then he, he turns. He, he's like he said. He stops really, you know, handling or like living in the past. He pulled a grism. Yeah, I I feel like once he starts seeing Emma, now he's like less about like what it, you know the good old days, and now he's like no, I want to like move on kind of and like let me see where this you know new relationship is gonna take me, which is I'm assuming when around the time that Allie would have come on, and then you know then he ends up leaving CSI yeah, because and, she, you know, he she doesn't. She doesn't exactly. really know him. Exactly. See, she doesn't really know anything that happened about anybody with anybody else. So I feel like around that time, there's that, and same thing with Josh. Like for all we know, he doesn't know much about them either, or he just doesn't care. Like he'd be like, I don't I really care about this. Really Can I just get my results? I don't. I don't think he really cares. So, yeah. And I, I Alyssa, like... I have yes. a question for you. What? 
Do you think Emma's still a bad guy? Do I still think Emma's still a bad guy? I still don't trust her. You know, I don't know what I'm going to say the same thing about Chris. Okay, so this is already getting too long and we have to talk about so many things. Okay, so let's go to the Hodges trial now. Okay, so for, and for everyone who might not have understood what happened to Hodges. So, and some frames him. How did he frames him? He hired Martin Klein to do the forensics, which means that he was, he was, Anson was really done and sick of being all of his case, of losing a lot of cases because the CSIs found some little evidence that would put his clients behind bars. So what did he do after working with Hodges for about six years, as far as we know, or less than six years? What did he do? He decided to fake evidence. Why? Because he would get a lot of money. Like Gerson said, he would get a lot of money. But to get a lot of money, he would have to temper with with high-profile cases, so he chose he chose twelve different cases. We don't know what the twelve cases are, but we know most of them. Half of them, for some worked with Hodges. Great. So he called Martin Klein, knew that Martin Klein was dirty, told him, "I need you to fake some evidence. I'm gonna pay you this amount of money, and I need you to fake this, so I can frame David Hodges for that because he will be the type of dumbass that will fall for this shit." So Martin Klein did it. Probably Anson had something on him, like he uh, Martin Klein had a shady reputation. So Martin, so Anson used that against him. And then what happened? He faked the documents to seems to make everything seem like Hodges has been doing that for more for more than ten years. How did he do that? I don't know. Maybe he was already renting their storage unit and then just changed the name to David Hodges. So it appeared as though Hodges has occupied that space for a decade. And then, just then, he decided to attack somebody. Who was it going to hit? I don't know. Maybe I think he was trying to go for Grissom because Grissom worked on half of the cases that, that he chose. You know, DB, God knows who, like he was in Paris. Catherine was living her best life in Ireland, and Grissom had most of the cases. So Grissom was like, okay, I need to get to Grissom. How do I get to Grissom? Through Sarah. But how do I call Sarah's attention? So how does Ansem go to Sarah, attacking someone she loves? Somebody she's close to. Who she's close to? She's close to Brass. Brass is the only father figure that she has. Although Brass is just a bit older than than, than Grissom, but whatever. So he tries to attack Brass. If he wanted to kill Brass, he would have done it. He would have hired someone a lot better, but he didn't because he didn't want Brass dead. He wanted something to happen to him to make Sarah come to Vegas. So he hired someone, put Brass's life on the line, and then he brought Sarah. And he made it sure that Sarah would find the storage unit because it was the only way to grab Grissom's attention. So when Sarah found a storage unit, she had to call Grissom and explain to him what was happening. Sarah was having a good relationship with Hodges, and I'm pretty sure they were good friends. I mean, he was he was Morgan's best friend, and so I, I guess they made they had a good relationship. 
and decide. And then also Sarah in this case, she represents the truth, the science. Why Ansem represents the fake news, you know, everything that is fake, you know, people who fall for the best story, not the one that is actually truth. So to make sure that Grissom, I guess Grissom could have, you know, fucked off, come back to his boat in Peru and be like, Sarah, darling, let's just go back to to our boat, let, let Hodges alone, but he didn't do that because his relation, Grissom and Sarah had evolved to a point in which they wanted to be together and they had to make it work, which means that each of them had to make sacrifices. So Grissom decided to stay because Anson knew, she, he just knew that Sarah would stay because it was her, like, it dated back to 20 years and she worked on those cases as well, although she wasn't the leading investigation investigator, she worked on those cases. So she made her husband stay. And then it was just a matter of time to bring David Hodges down. But he, at the same time, Anson underestimated Grissom and Sarah's ability. He underestimated them because, you know, Sarah was the smartest CSI that Grissom had on his team. You know, she became a myth. She became a, a legend at the CSI, at the Las Vegas lab. But he was coming for Grissom because he knows that Grissom has blind spots. Sarah doesn't. Sarah knows how to deal with everything. So he came for Grissom, but Grissom literally, what he did do? Follow the evidence. But Ansem, right about as he was being caught, which is something that really occurs in real life. When a criminal is about to be caught, they get sloppy and they, you know, they leave evidence behind, which was exactly what happened. That's, he got careless and that allowed Grissom and Sarah and Max and everyone to put him behind bars. So that's- He got cocky. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like, why, why was he, was he getting a lot of money? Yes, he was. I mean, if he was going to set free lots and lots of criminals and he was getting 40%, I mean, it, it seems nothing, 40%, it seems nothing to us, but like, if he's just hypothetically, if he's protect, if he's representing like a hundred criminals and like all of them like get I don't know a thousand bucks from the state, but they have to pay forty percent to to him, so they get him like four hundred. So that that leaves him with four thousand just to to just because he represented all those inmates, and that's a low shit of money. So if he was going to represent lots and lots and lots of inmates. He would have he would have turned into a millionaire essentially just fighting for for all of this money you know and so he but he didn't got what he wanted and i think this first season of csi vegas that that's what it was it was anson represented fake news while the csi represented the truth the science which unfortunately this is what is happening on our uh world right now people are not believing what science is telling us and they're making up fake news. I mean, my president just, you know, said that the, oh, look, you all have to laugh because it's really fun. He told everyone that the COVID vaccine could get you HIV. That what? he had the HIV. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. It made absolutely no fucking sense. Scientists had to go on TV to explain to everyone, doctors, scientists, they had to go on TV, they had to go on TV to explain what the HIV virus was, how you could get the, this virus, but this vaccine, but the COVID vaccine was going to protect you from the COVID virus. Uh, it wasn't going to give you HIV. 
But you know, people believe that. People believe that because now we've got presidents and people representing all of these countries telling their citizens that telling their citizens fake news, and the people believe them. And then we've got the scientists or the doctors telling people how they should, you know, how they how to protect themselves from COVID. And people tend to believe the their their prime minister, their president, or king. I don't know, but but not the scientists. You know, so this is like see the first season of CSI Vegas was just a metaphor for what we're living for what we are living right now. So let's come to our favorite part of the episode. Let's go, Grace. Bree, go ahead. What's your grade? A solid nine. You oh, built nine. all that up and you give it a nine at the end. <laughs> I mean, she kept giving nine and nine and nine. There were some inconsistencies, right? Yes, there was a few inconsistencies with some with how there they were more were than a few inconsistencies. Okay, don't. To me, there was a few inconsistencies. There was the show was not all inconsistencies. Okay. So a nine, like a solid yeah. nine, though, like like an average, yeah. like just just nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Like I said this uh, all the time. This is my all-time favorite show. There's no way I'm gonna be too hard on it. Okay. Three. Yeah. You know, did you enjoy the season? That's my question. I absolutely loved the season. I think that was a great way to modernize the show, to be honest. Kari, it's your turn. My turn. I give the solid 8.5. Why? Because Max was on, was on suspension for a few episodes, and I don't like that. And you know me, when Max isn't happy, when Sarah isn't happy, I'm not happy. So, yeah, they're losing points because of, because of that, because they did that against my queens, and they did not deserve that, okay? It is discrimination against nerds, everywhere but besides that <laughs> besides that i mean this handsome storyline and i mean it took me a while to understand it it we all had our theories but some of them were wrong some of them were right but this handsome case was too it wasn't too elaborated but it took me a while to understand that i don't know if it took me a while because I was watching the show with a sleep deprived brain. But that was it. And I would, I know there was like issues with COVID protocols, and that's why we couldn't have so, like, we couldn't have a lot of like the old fashioned, like, science sequence, like more experiments like we had in Pipe Cleaner. I mean, I love the science sequences, but can we have more science experiments? Please. Can the science show have more science, please? Yeah, can the science show have more science? I would love that. I think I'm going to give it... That's too mean. I won't do that. I was going to give it a six. Like, you gave, like, you were going to give it better when I thought you were going to give it. I was going to give it a six. If I'm feeling... Like, on a good day, if you catch me on a good day, I'd probably give it a seven. Like, if I'm trying to get someone to watch it, I'm going to give it a seven. But if I'm just being honest, I'm going to give it a six. It, like... I mean, the six out of ten still isn't bad in, like, the TV landscape. It, it, I'm clearly going to come back and watch it for a second season. I'd re I'll rewatch this season. You know what I mean? There were a lot of inconsistencies that I was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. And like, we just didn't go back. So Kari, you have your whole idea on like why Anson targeted brass and everything like that. Yeah. I still can't understand what the pro what, what that whole thing was about. 
Yeah, I, I was I thinking know, about I it the other day because I was like, I, I was like, I was like, I. Hmm. The reason why I say that is, we never got a moment where you could tell or where there were inferences that you could make, right, or like assumptions to be made, but it didn't really. The show didn't do a good enough job actually telling us no. So Anson really wanted to go for Grissom. And I say that because yeah. out of all of the plot devices they used to keep the season going, none of them actually involved him. Like, we never at one point overtly, like, had something that would make us then lead to believe that, like, okay, this was the real, like, root of everything, and this was what the cause of this was. Or, or at least, like, yeah, this was the person oh, that, like... You're saying that we needed a sequence of, of, of Anson with giving his evil speech? No. No. Because um, that would be no, because, because we saw that with Sarah and it didn't work out well. My guy, unfortunately, can't give good speeches. Or at least needs to just not <laughs> say the person's name in the middle of the speech. Doesn't really come off as scary. No, I think we needed more... Like, like it... Okay, so examples would have been if the, if the cases that Hodges had tampered with had been these, like, huge cases that, like, helped, like... Or not helped, but, like, impacted Grissom's life on, like, all of these levels that, like, we yeah, know as an audience. I was, yeah, I was that would have been, like, wow, maybe he's really going after Grissom. Or if maybe while Sarah was... Not even Sarah. Like, while Brass was there, like, something was mentioned about Grissom. Or maybe we had more evidence to believe that Grissom may have actually tampered with something other than just his signature. Where I'm just yeah, kind of like, yeah. ah, okay, you know, that, I guess. That's why I was hoping that they would bring up the Natalie Davis case because that would, or, that the, or Grave Danger because both of those cases really impacted Grissom on a very high emotional scale. And Natalie Davis more so than, than the Grave Danger because at that point, it was revealed that Sarah and Grissom were dating, and like now, this is not not just a case about getting their CSI back. It's a case about getting their supervisor's girlfriend back. You know? Yeah. And My thing is, it, it it didn't make sense. Like it didn't like the puzzle piece didn't fit too because Jesus Christ, my mind. Just, I forgot what I was saying. Jesus, Jesus, what was I saying? Chris, why we needed to see it be him? Oh, that's my thing. At this point, Grissom hasn't been a CSI for over ten years. When would he have even crossed paths with Wicks? They said that he like, was a lawyer yeah, in Max the 90s. did say that, she, that he had been working uh, for 27 years, so... Okay, they might but have I mean, just even, even like that, like, he had all of the time that Grissom was there that he could have done this, which would have been even more impactful. And, like, would have seen real consequences for him, or, like, for the lab, you know what I mean? But, like, now, you got a guy in retirement that, like, maybe could have fucked something up 10, 15 years ago, but then it wasn't him. I don't know, so, that... Moving on from that, like that was my one issue, and then there were the, we know you got we I've said it before the pacing issues. This show was all over the place until episode seven, which again first season takes a while for a show to like figure itself out. You know I'm just not used yeah, to it. Like I, wish we had more episodes. I, I I'm just not used to a show taking that long because I feel like now networks, if a show starts taking too long, right, to like establish itself, the network cuts it, and and sometimes shows obviously. This happens with with shows that that just get dumped on streamers, right? So like, if a show jump just gets dumped on HBO or like Netflix, all out of, and then that it's a little bit easier to appreciate because you're like, oh, okay, well, that's a little bit different. They knew people were gonna be binging it, so they took a while to like establish it, and then you know it leads to a really great and satisfying ending, and you're like, okay, okay, that, that's worth it. Yeah, I can't really say that like by the time <laughs> the ending rolled around, I was a hundred percent satisfied. I was kind of like, eh, okay, it ended. That last episode was good. Like I said, it was good. Could have been a lot more tense. We could have had like some more like drama going on there i guess i, I guess it, it just could have been a little bit better where i was i, I could have been like wow 
we 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 really did almost lose Hodges there. <laughs> or like, wow, you know, Allie really did almost like get shot for a second, which I mean, yeah, it was there, but like, you know, or Max like really did almost lose her job or, you know, so on and so forth. So it was, you know what it was? It was good. It was good. Not great. I'm hoping season two with the, you know, setup of this yeah. new zero killer, they can hit the ground running. And yeah, then, I think like, that uh, I think what you you said about taking so long for them to establish, I think it's literally just the chemistry developing between the cast. I think that the, the, the it took a while for them to because like well, you don't know these people in the middle of the pandemic, you got hired to do this job, and, and that's one part of it. For me, it's like there's a lot of times these days I don't enjoy majority of current television. I really don't. You know, it, it's like the same thing with us. It took us it took us a while to really to hit it off and just fell into a rhythm that works for our podcast. It was the same thing with them. It was it was great to see twenty twenty one versions of Grissom and Sarah. To this day, that will be something that like I still can't believe I got to see and witness. Yeah, and I'm truly happy to Grissom and Sarah. Exactly, you know, and regardless of if they are coming back or not, you know, as in the end of the day, is the actor's decision to come back or not. But I feel like we've gotten into a good but place. But their story, their story's wrapped up. Like, yeah. I mean, so I, I feel they're, like they're, we they're have pretty... a good place right now. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have a great day or night ahead of you. Uh, we love you. And we have lots of things planned for our next year. So stay yep. tuned. Have a happy new year, guys. Happy new year, guys. Love you. Happy new year.